around the world they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can follow me on social media at mbills314. You can also send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Now, before I get into today's message, I want to say this. All my people who listen on Apple Podcasts specifically, if you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to it on your Apple app, You know that little purple app that's in your phone? Listen, I need you to do this for me. I need you, if you are a faithful listener to this podcast, I need you to leave a review and I need you to rate the podcast. It's very, very important. We have some awesome opportunities that are before us. And I was told, hey, I need you guys to leave reviews. It's very, very important. It's definitely going to help this show in the long run. So if you've been rocking with me for the last four years, or even if you're just now listening to it and you just enjoy uh, the podcast, I need you to go on Apple Podcasts and leave a review and rate it all right now this is episode number 98 now as you all know we all are still in quarantine some of the states are being released i know uh missouri has been released where i am but the city of st louis and st louis county is still under um stay-at-home orders but there are other portions of the state that are open and I know we've been on been in quarantine for like what six seven weeks i mean a lot of us ain't got no concept of time <laughs> no concept of time anymore every day is just like yo the weekends come and it's like it don't even feel like the weekend but listen a lot of us in our personal lives probably have been affected whether it's been job loss whether it's been maybe you have family members who may have gotten the virus or you may have know someone who may have Um, transition because of the virus unfortunately it's very important that we endure it's very important that we have endurance during this time satan is counting he's betting that things in the world can get so hot can get so bad that he is waiting on you to tap out he's waiting on us to tap out he's waiting on us to say you know what forget all this i'm done That's what he's betting on. He does not want us to have endurance because if we have endurance, we will see the end and we will receive a great reward, not only in heaven, but also in this present life. So let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to talk about endurance, enduring to the end. It's so, so important that we endure. But before I read Hebrews 12, I want to define you what endurance is. Endurance is the fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. The fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. We all are going through difficulty during this time, whether it's job loss or whatever it may be, but we must endure. Another definition of endurance is denoting or relating to a race or other sporting event that takes place over a long distance or otherwise demands physical stamina. Denoting or relating to a race 
or other sporting event that takes place over a long distance or otherwise demands great physical stamina. So if you ever been to a relay race or any type of track event, when the runners run, you have to have a great level of endurance. Your body's gonna demand it. And it's over a long distance. We ain't talking about just like a quick sprint. We're talking about a long distance race, right? And in this life, it's a long distance race. This is not a sprint. Life is not about a sprint. We are in a race. And in order for us to get to the finish line, each and every one of us are going to have to have a level of endurance. And in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, verse one, I'll be reading out the New Living Translation. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. You can't run with weights on you, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. So again, we are in a race. Life is not a sprint, it's a marathon, a long distance race. And we have to have endurance. And the Bible tells us to strip off every weight. Can you imagine running a long distance race with weights around your ankles? It's going to slow you down. It's not saying you can't run. Sure you can run but you won't be running at the level or the optimum speed that you should be running because there is something that's slowing you down. A weight, a weight. We have to get rid of weights, whatever that weight could be. Stress is definitely a weight, worry, um, you name it. And it's up to you to identify and allow God to identify what those weights are in your life. And notice the distinction because after that he says, and the sin. It says, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So notice the difference between a weight and a sin. A weight is not necessarily a sin, but it's slowing you down. The sin, he's saying, sin can just so easily trip you up. The Bible says it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. So you may be thinking, well, I mean, I'm married. I ain't committing like adultery or nothing. I ain't really, you know what I'm saying, doing nothing too, too crazy. Yeah, but sometimes it's those little things. Worrying is considered a sin because you're not trusting God. And if you're constantly worrying, you're out of faith and worrying is not producing anything for you. If God tells us to cast our care upon him for he cares for us, if we do the opposite and hold on to the care, that's sin. You don't look at it like that, but it is. If God tells us to love our neighbor, but we hate our neighbor, that's sin. Sin is just disobedience to God's word. God tells you to go one way, we go the opposite way. It's sin. But thank God for Jesus and his blood. Because once we sin and once we miss it, we can confess our sin. And the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the sin won't keep you from winning the race. But not confessing your sin and repenting of your sin will keep you from not winning the race. Because it's just going to just put a halt on things. But he said it's the sin that so easily trips us up. And when I read that, it shows me that... You know, it's not even necessarily the big things, the big sins or whatever we deem big sins, whatever you want to call that. It's just the little stuff, the worrying all the time. I understand that we live in a crazy world at this point, but according to scripture, we have hope that the world doesn't have. Once you come into Christ, you have a level of hope, H-O-P-E, that the world does not have. And our hope is in Christ. I think sometimes that we're so focused on getting to heaven 
that we miss this present life. And this is what I mean. We're focused on leaving here to get to heaven where there are no problems, no worries, no trials, no tribulations, and all those things. And that's true, and that's gonna take place. But once you focus so much on that, you miss out on what you should be doing here in this earth. So while some are wasting time thinking about, oh, when I get to heaven, it's gonna be so good there, that you're missing out on the peace of God and the provision of God and the grace of God that is here for you now. Now, obviously, the peace and everything that we experience here is far less than what we will experience in heaven. But the thing about it is, is that God wants to do things in our life now. He gave us this life. Every moment you wake, every day that you wake up, the breath is in your body, it's in there. He kept it in there for his use. But if you start not appreciating it and start looking toward heaven because y'all this pandemic going on i'm just ready to get on out of here but wait a minute what did jesus pray in the book of john jesus prayed that i pray that you don't take them out of the world but that you protect them from the evil jesus prayed that meaning that once we got saved it wasn't the will of god that we go right to heaven he understood that hey there are going to be some crazy things that are going to happen while you're on this earth things that have already that are already set in stone because of sin but i'm going to protect you while evil is running rampant in the world that's a promise a promise that should be believed on and, and acted upon and when i say acted upon meaning you operate your life as if the word is true because it is so if jesus said i'm going to pray that the father protects you from the evil that's in the world then my stance and my walking in this world system is an attitude of God is going to protect me in the midst of all this. It doesn't mean you already know this. It doesn't mean that you don't use wisdom or caution when it comes to certain things, but it does put me in another level and another mindset that God is my protector, not the government, not whoever. I'm not looking to the government to protect me. I'm not looking to the government to provide for me. I'm looking to the kingdom of God, God's kingdom to do that for me. Now, surely God can use vehicles to bring things here, but if the government screws up or whoever have you makes a mistake, that's not going to count me out from the peace of God. Because I'm thinking about the children of Israel where Moses was leading them and they didn't have any food and they started murmuring and complaining. Moses prayed and God started giving them fresh manna from heaven. There were no quick trips. There were no Walmarts. <laughs> there was no Chick-fil-A's, none of that out there. God had to, had to give them fresh bread from heaven. There was no government. They couldn't. It was none of that. God was the government. So that just shows me that if God did it then, he can do it today. Because the Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I'm not necessarily talking about bread from heaven, but I am talking about provision. So for all my people that's listening to me that may be dealing with unemployment, trust God. Now, it doesn't mean we sit on the couch and trust God and wait on something to happen. That means that, hey, maybe you've been furloughed or maybe you've been laid off from your job. Okay, let's trust God and believe God for better. So where you were making $20 an hour on a job or $15 an hour on a job, let's believe God for better. That maybe God will drop an idea in your spirit that will produce more than that. Or maybe God will provide you another opportunity at another, at another company, maybe doing the same job that you were doing, but now you're making $8 more. And maybe this has more, you know, better benefits for you. So I want us to think on that level. I don't want us to, don't focus on, ah, oh, man, I lost my job. How did God let me lose my job? Well. 
let's focus on God providing for you something better. Remember, God always makes a way of escape for us. God says in the days of famine, you will be satisfied. He's going to provide for us. So we have to get before God, pray, and allow him to lead God and direct us. This is not a religious thing. This is not a Sunday morning thing. This is a life thing. So this is what we have to do. And while I'm on this, I want to send a huge thank you and shout out to all the essential workers. If you listen to me, you're an essential worker. Just know that you are appreciated. I am considered an essential worker in the work that I do. No, we're not podcasting. I do do something outside of podcasting. So I'm considered an essential worker. So shout out to all the essential workers. I know it can be hard. You, you know, going to work every day, leaving your family and then coming back home to your family after being out uh, with all the craziness that's going on. And every day you got to go out and, and believe God. Every day I go out, I got to believe God. I got to trust God every time I go out because I have to go out and provide for my family and work. But I'm trusting God that, hey, as I'm out here, you, you're going to keep me. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not saying doubts won't come in your mind. That's not saying that, you know, worry won't try to come in your mind. The issue that the Lord has with us as it pertains to those things is us building a life on that or you begin to operate in that. So worry comes to all of us when it comes to certain things. It'll just hit, it'll hit your mind. But the issue is not necessarily the worry, but now you're acting on the worry. Now you begin to walk in that. Now, you know, you were to the point where you losing weight. You can't eat, you can't sleep. Now we have an issue because now the worry is just taking over. Or even when doubt comes, doubt comes to your mind. That comes to everybody. You know, it's just like the term I heard before. You can't stop birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. And that's the truth. So all these thoughts, everything I'm talking about, it's it's going to happen. It's going to come. And not coming from God. It comes from Satan and it comes from life and things that happen. And then it tries to bombard our mind. And then we have to cast down those thoughts and choose to trust God and believe him for better. And that's simply what we got to do. So again, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Endurance. He says run with endurance. So in this life, this life is a marathon. This life is a race. Run this life, he says, with endurance. Endurance is going to be that inner strength. It's going to be that spiritual strength, that stamina. And if you need some stamina, I'm talking spiritually, your stamina, our stamina is going to come from the word of God. It's going to come from hearing the word of God. That's how you get your second wind. So if you feel like the wind has been knocked out of you, stand before God and get a refilling. Hallelujah. Now let's go to Hebrews. Back up a little bit. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10. Let's look at verse 36. It says, patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised for you. I'll read that again. Hebrews 10 verse 36. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised you. What's good, beautiful family? It's your boy, Dietrich Haddon, hanging out right here on Macchiato's Music and Scriptures, y'all. Keep it locked. Don't know which way to go 
<laughs> Stressed out, world so crazy, miles will stay in the house. Fear trying to rise up. Got terrorists disguised, they look like us, but we know who we trust. Trust when I say that we gon' be Times will come and it's here today. Look at all the hate, senseless crime and murder. Human trafficking, racism, police brutality, bullying, rape, trouble, and stains. Show me appearance and be alive. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done in the earth. Let your glory rise, let your sun shine, let it burn. This concludes side A. Please flip to side B. So we need endurance to continue to do the will of God. If we don't have endurance, I'm telling you, you're going to tap out. Satan is betting on that. That's all he wants us to do. He wants us to tap out. He wants to turn up that heat as high as he can to get us to tap out. That's all he wants. But the word of God says that if you endure, we will receive the promise. That's twofold. The promise of heaven, once we transition from this life a long, 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 long time from now, at a ripe old age, and then also in this life, there are some promises and some provisions and some things that God has for us in this present life. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want you to not, you know, expect it. Expect it, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Just know that I think the hallelujah. I think the the dope part about it is is that regardless of what we receive in this life, it's not going to exceed what we receive 
in the next life once we get to heaven. But what we receive here is going to be satisfying while we're here. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's like it's like a double blessing, but we have to endure. We have to. And endurance is not going to come automatically. You understand what I'm saying? Um, when somebody is preparing for anything, any sporting event. Oh, God, I miss sports. I'm sorry. That was a tangent. <laughs> any sporting event, whether you're a basketball player, whether you're a football player, whether you're a baseball player, it doesn't matter. You have to train your body. You have to eat a certain way. You have to exercise and focus on certain parts of the body, arms, legs, back, so forth, calves, all that, right? A person that runs, once you begin to run on a treadmill for a period of time over and over again, you're building up dexterity. So since you've been training, you've been preparing mentally and physically when it's time to play the real thing, you ready. So you're on the football field and you're running back and forth, running back and forth, running back and forth. Sure, you're tired, but you have endurance to finish the game. Now, I want you to think about that on the spiritual side. So when we talk about endurance, because he's talking about it from a spiritual standpoint, we can't feed on cupcakes, Twinkies, not praying, so forth, and then expect to, when life throws curveballs at us, expect us just to endure. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The endurance comes from the work that we put in, just like the physical endurance comes from the athletes. We got to spend time praying every day, just like you eat every day, just like you take a shower, I hope, every day. Pray every day. Read your word every day. Listen to the word every day because that's how you feed your spirit. You see what I'm saying? So you, you're constantly pouring in, pouring in, pouring in every day, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Because you know trials are coming because that's inevitable. These things are just going to happen. So when trials or tribulations come, it doesn't mean, you know, you won't get sad or it doesn't mean you won't cry or so forth and so on. So don't think that you crying when something hits you that that's a sign of weakness. It's not. That's a natural emotion. But like I said, staying in a state is not where God wants us. And it's not about the crying. It's about you getting up after the crying and continuing to endure. And that's going to happen because you've been building up your spirit. You've been pouring things in there. You've got hit. You got knocked down. You back up and you're enduring. You're enduring. And as you're enduring, maybe thoughts of maybe things have happened to you in the past pop up again. You know, cast those thoughts down and you're continuing to endure. You're continuing to run and you're running. Oh, unemployment hit me up. Oh, you're continuing to run. Oh, another pandemic came. Oh, oh, a second strand of the COVID came, God forbid. Oh, we're going to keep enduring. We just enduring because we passing through. We just enduring. We enduring, we enduring because he says that once I endure, that I will receive the promise. You with me? Now let's go over to 2 Peter chapter 1. Look at verse 5. It says, in view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. So the scripture is telling us to add these things to our faith. 
that as we're believing God and as we're walking daily with the Lord, he's saying to add these things to your faith, moral excellence, uh, patience, brotherly kindness, brotherly affection, love. And then it had patient endurance. It's like no matter what we talk about and anytime it's pertaining to going through things or walking in this life, that word endurance is in there every time, like, cause you need it. I don't care what we're talking about. You need endurance. I don't think you can name anything that you don't need a level of endurance in. You need a, you need endurance to finish anything. You ever read a book or started a book and you maybe read the first five chapters, like in the first 30 minutes, <laughs> you read five chapters, three weeks go by. Now, I don't know what happened in the midst of three weeks. It could have just been just life. And you look at that book and you say, you know, I'm gonna read today. I need to finish reading this book because it has actually has information in here that I need. But then you decide to go out or whatever. And there's nothing wrong with none of those things I'm mentioning. It's just the fact that you gotta have endurance to even finish reading a book. You gotta finish it to the end. I heard one uh, preacher say years ago, he says that if we start stuff and don't finish it, we're sowing the seed in our life that when we have real things that hit our life, we will we have already practiced started and stopping. So for instance, if a person gets married, you started the marriage, but you don't have endurance to finish it. So the first thing that comes up, you're out because you've gotten used to starting things and stopping it. I thought that was so powerful. And it just reminded me of that when I was reading the scripture. Like we have to have endurance to finish. Even reading a book, you need endurance for everything. You gotta finish it. So he tells us to add endurance to our faith. Let's go to James chapter one. Look at verses two through four. It says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Wow. That word perfect doesn't mean flawless, that it means mature. Let me read this again. It says, when trouble of any kind comes, so whatever you deem as trouble, when it comes your way, he says, consider, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Now, of course, when trouble comes, I know when trouble comes my way, the first thought that comes to my mind is not, oh, this is an opportunity for great joy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just being real, because that's not typically gonna happen. So what he's saying is, is that when the troubles come, your endurance has a chance to grow. So when the trouble comes immediately you're not thinking great joy but as you're in the trouble and you're seeking God on a way out of whatever the situation is now your your now your endurance is growing because when trouble comes the first person we should go to is the Lord the first person we should we should turn to is him you shouldn't be calling our brother, sister, mama, cousin, best friend, or whatever. It should be the Lord first. And so every day we seek him. We're looking for strategy. We're trying to figure out what do I need to do. Uh, we're praying for favor in this area. We're praying for God to open up a door here, close a door there. We're looking for opportunity, you know, a way out. So while we're doing all this, while we're praying, seeking God, and, and, and building up our spirit, 
we're actually building up endurance. You're building up that endurance. So when your focus is not on the trouble, but your focus is your focus is more so on Jesus and, you know, developing, you know, your spirit in that word and you getting in that word and your mind is peaceful and you have your praise and worship on and and you know what I'm saying? You just enjoying it because you've been in his presence and you've been focused on him. Time has passed and you didn't even realize it. What we're going through right now is a perfect, perfect example. I talk to a lot of people. A lot of us like, man, I don't even have no concept of time no more <laughs> because, you know, we've been at this stay at home order. And most of us, if we work, we go to work, come home, go out, get something to eat, come home, maybe go to the park, do a walk, go outside, come back home. So we're not really doing nothing really extra. But look, at, look at how we're not focused on the days. Like, oh, sure. When Monday comes, we know, OK. Tuesday's tomorrow, then Wednesday comes. But I guarantee you, once it hit about Thursday, you're going to be thinking Thursday is Friday. And then when Friday comes, Friday going to feel like Sunday. Then Sunday here and Sunday feel like Monday. Why? Because you're not focused on quarantine, so to speak. You're just focused on the Lord providing for my family, you know, staying safe and so forth. So, I'm saying that to say your focus is not on the pandemic. We know a pandemic exists. We know it's out there, but at least your focus shouldn't be. Your focus is not on that. Like, I'm not watching CNN every five minutes. Like, I think I watched enough CNN for the entire year. When this thing first happened, I watched CNN probably for that full week, and I was done. I, I had enough. I read a few things here and there, and that's it. But it's like I'm enduring. I'm, I'm taking this time to, you know, get in God's word and, and do what I know to do and not focus on the pandemic or focus on, oh, my God, what if I get it? What if my children? Uh-uh, I ain't doing none of that. I'm focused all on getting in the word of God, God's peace, God's protection, interceding and praying for others, praying for other people's families, praying for people who may have contracted the virus, praying for their healing. Like your focus is like you're not even tripping off of the pandemic, so to speak. You're so focused in, in the word that you're enduring, you're building up your endurance. Time it went by, we seven weeks in this thing, it don't even feel like it. Oh, it's been seven, eight weeks, yeah. But your endurance, you've built up endurance to the point where you might even worry about it. I mean, now when they start talking about opening things up, now you back like at alert, like, oh, word, all right, let's do it. So, endurance, man, endurance is just focusing on strategy, it's just focusing on getting yourself together. I ain't focused on the game right now. I'm just focused on preparing myself for the game. You see what I'm saying? That once I actually get in the game, I'll be ready. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to give it the best I know. And once I believe that once my energy starts to, to drain, God is going to strengthen me. And I am going to endure to the end. I'm going to endure to the end. And he says that, and then it says, once your endurance is fully developed, you will be mature and complete, needing nothing. You've matured. You're complete in him, needing nothing. How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm chilling. Like, I'm, everything is good. I'm fine. The things you thought you needed, you don't need. You've been focused on doing the will of God, and your needs are just getting met. 
Your needs are getting met. When it was unemployment hit, hit you at first, you didn't know what you were going to do. And then about two, three weeks later, you know, things just seem to come into place. God is making things happen for you. You see what I'm saying? That endurance is there. That endurance kicked in. Yeah, let that endurance grow. Let it grow, let it grow, let it grow. My God, let it grow. Endurance is what we need. You're going to be hearing this in your sleep. <laughs> endurance, endurance, endurance. Last scripture. Let's go to Romans chapter 5. Let's read verses 1 through 4. It says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Hallelujah. So when trials come, tribulations come, problems come, he keep telling us to rejoice. And like I said, when the stuff first hits you, when it first comes, your thought, your initial thought is not going to be, oh, praise God for that trouble that came my way. You're not going to do that. But once you have time to sit down and say, okay, Lord, now, how am I going to get out of this? What, what do I need to do on this? Once you continue to seek him, pray, get in his word, do the things you know to do, your endurance is growing. It's growing. And then your character and is being molded and strength is coming to your spirit. Now you're rejoicing. Y'all heard the term where don't kill you, make you stronger. But most importantly is what you do after the thing doesn't kill you. Build our endurance up. You build it up in the word of God, building it up, building it up, building it up every morning, praying every day, reading, meditating on the word of God, listening to the word. Even if you have listened to this episode 500 times, you get it keep listening to it whatever you got to do but you will not tap out period you just won't do it you're not going to tap out you're not going to give in you're not going to cave in you're not going to quit you are going to endure until the end you aren't going to set your eyes on jesus because he is at the finish line waiting for us to finish this race he is not expecting us to tap out of this race so don't allow the enemy to try to convince you to tap out. Don't do it. It's a setup. What Pop say in Friday? <laughs> fight to live another day. Fight. You got to fight. You got to fight. You got to have that endurance. Get in that word of God. God will not fail you. He has not failed any of us. God has never failed anybody that's trusted him. You can't find it nowhere. You can't find it in the scripture. You can talk to people in your personal life who know the Lord. And they may tell you, yeah, I had a hard time and so forth. But man, God really came through. I didn't see how it was going to happen, but God did it. I trusted him. I didn't know how he was going to do it, but he did it. It's a Travis Green song. You made a way. Don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. God is going to make a way for you. 
I'm talking to you. God is going to make a way for you. But you got to endure. Don't tap out. Don't give in. Be strong. If this podcast has been a blessing to you, I want you to share this with your family and your friends. And share this with someone that you know may be having a hard time right now, enduring. Share this with them. Remember, you can follow me on social media at mbills314. And remember also, I need you guys to leave a review and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts if you're listening to me on that app. And remember these words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out. 